Many years ago, it was common for Jews to earn a living through running a small hotel called a kretschma. Many of these hotels were in far-flung places where they could serve travelers, and they were often quite a distance from any other Jewish communities. It could be difficult to earn a living in these places, as often the customers were almost as poor as the Kretschmer himself. The peasants from the surrounding area often didn't make much money, so they had very little money to spend. Often, when a peasant would come in for a drink, one of two things would happen. Either the innkeeper had no drink to sell, or the peasant had no money to pay for the drink. In one of these small places lived an innkeeper who had every reason to be downhearted. But not this innkeeper. He had a wife and many children to take care of, but you would never hear any complaint from him. He was always happy and always cheerful. He was not a big Talmud Chacham, but he could read the Siddur. And because he had a lot of spare time, while waiting for his infrequent customers, he spent that time davening and saying to Hillim, which he sang out joyfully, never with a sigh. He was praising Hashem, after all. One thing did bother him a little bit. He had very little contact with other Jews. Jewish travelers didn't often pass through the area where his inn was located. Sometimes the innkeeper thought that this might be actually a good thing, as much as he would have been delighted to offer hospitality to a Jewish traveler. What kind of hospitality could he offer when he barely had enough food for his own family? Imagine, therefore, his overwhelming delight when he heard a wagon arrive outside. He rushed out to greet the guests and saw that it was none other than the holy Baal Shem Tov, with some of his Talmidim. The innkeeper couldn't believe it. The Talmidim were also quite surprised. They wondered why the Baal Shem Tov should have chosen to come to such an out-of-the-way inn, or why he would want to stay at the home of such an unlearned Jew. However, they would never dare to question the motives of their great teacher and master, who, if he wished, would tell them the reasons in good time. The innkeeper showed the Baal Shem Tov and his Tamidim into the dining room, and he brought out all of the food that he had, which was bread and some vegetables. The poverty of the place cried out from every corner. Yet, to the surprise of the Tamidim, here was the holy Baal Shem Tov telling the innkeeper before they left that he was raising funds for a worthy charity, Pidyon Shavuyim, redeeming captives. And would the innkeeper care to contribute in this mitzvah? Of course the innkeeper would never turn down an opportunity like this, but he had nothing to contribute. What should he say? What should he do? He was so anxious to participate in this mitzvah that he decided to sell their brass candlesticks and his winter boots as it was currently summer and he had no need for the boots. So he sold the boots and the candlesticks and cheerfully gave all of the money to the Baal Shem Tov, who then left with the Talmidim. The innkeeper saw them off 
and then returned into his home. He found his wife and children in tears. They were so hungry, and there was nothing left for them to eat and no way to get any food. Now even the innkeeper was at a loss. There was no one to borrow money from, and he had nothing else worth selling. This poor Jew began to daven mincha, and when he came to the words, Paiseach es yodecha, umazbiya lechol chayratzayin, open your hand and satisfy every living thing with your favor, he choked up with tears, and he let out a krechts, a sigh, more for the suffering of his family than for himself, for he had no choice but to send them to bed hungry. Late that night, a loud knocking on the door made the innkeeper jump out of bed to see who was there. It was a drunken peasant looking for a drink. The innkeeper let him in, but from where would he get any liquor to give the peasant? He had served the very last drops of liquor he had to the holy Balshemtov and the Tamidim. They had said l'chaim together. He decided to see if perhaps there were a few drops of mashka left in any of the cups, and there were. He poured all of the drops into one glass, filled it up with water, and gave it to the peasant. Ah, said the peasant, in all my life I've never tasted such fine liquor. The innkeeper was delighted, for now he would at least have a little money to put some bread on the table for the family. Moshka, thank you for the moshka. Here, I've got one tiny little copper coin. I don't know if it's worth anything, but it's money anyway. He put down the coin and left. The innkeeper didn't think that the coin was worth anything, but he looked at it again and rubbed it on his sleeve, and it turned out to be not a copper coin, but a very dirty gold coin. In the morning, the innkeeper went into town and returned with food and provisions for his family and some regular liquor for the inn and even some extra money. That night, the peasant came again. This time, the innkeeper served him proper liquor, which he enjoyed, but not as much as the liquor he had had on the first night. And each night, he paid with another one of what he thought was a small almost worthless, rusty copper coin, but was in fact gold. The peasant came every night, except Shabbos, for two months. The innkeeper began to worry about where the peasant was getting these gold coins. So one day he asked, Oh, that's my little secret, answered the peasant, but I might as well tell you. I was digging in the forest for mushrooms, and I came across this bag full of these old, rusty copper coins. Anyway, I have to tell you, I won't be coming anymore. My children have asked me to come and live with them, and they're far away from here. So I'm leaving you with the last copper coin and the happy memory of the mashka that you've been serving me for the last two months, especially the mashka I had on the first night. Goodbye, mashka, and goodbye, mashka. Now the poor innkeeper was poor no more. He bought a large house for his family. He bought them all clothing and shoes that they needed so desperately. The lean years of the past were over, 
and they lived very happily together. One year later, the Balshemtov, with the same Talmidim as before, arrived for another visit. This time, the innkeeper was able to offer them proper hospitality. He told the Balshemtov that since the first visit a year ago, his situation had changed miraculously and dramatically, and he told him the whole story about the drunken peasant and the copper coins that were actually gold. He liked my drinks so much, said the innkeeper, that each time he paid me with one of these coins, and he refused to go anywhere else. What I don't understand is why he liked the drink that I served him on the first night best of all. It was mostly just water. The Balshemtov smiled. Now I can reveal to you that all of the riches you have have been waiting for you in Shemayim. All you needed was a channel to bring them down and a vessel to hold them. The tzedakah that you gave me with such self-sacrifice and the mincha that you davened with such deep sincerity where you finally asked Hashem for a little help when you said, Those were the vessels and the channel to draw down and receive and hold God Almighty's blessing in your life. May it long continue for you and for your deserving family.